I have a, a saying that says, win the day. It's like when I get up every morning, let's win the day because you're not guaranteed another day, but you can do the best you can with the one that you have. You know, whether that's family, whether that's individually, whatever, you, you go out and you try to make a difference in this world. Advances in lung cancer treatments over the last few years have made it possible to live with lung cancer for years after diagnosis. And we are so excited to be able to share insights and conversations with so many people living with lung cancer. But one thing we've noticed, so many of the stories we share are from women, but not today. I'm Diane Mulligan. And I'm Sarah Beatty. Today on the Hope With Answers Living With Lung Cancer podcast, we hear from the guys about living with lung cancer. They share their experiences so honestly and openly, thanks to a wonderful conversation with our colleague, Jordan Sherman. I am so excited to join you today. These guys are dedicated husbands and dads who are working hard as patient advocates, connecting with other guys diagnosed with lung cancer. Today, they share with us how their relationships with their children inspire them and give them perspective as they adjust to living with lung cancer. Get ready for a great conversation. Lung cancer is a tough topic. It's a disease that affects patients, families, friends, co-workers. But first, it's a disease that affects people. The Hope With Answers Living With Lung Cancer podcast brings you stories about people living, truly living with lung cancer the researchers dedicated to finding new breakthrough treatments, and others who are working to bring hope into the lung cancer experience. We've got a special guest with us on the Hope With Answers Living With Lung Cancer podcast today to share insights from an incredible conversation with guys who are connected by the dedication to their families, their contributions to work and community, and their shared experience of living with lung cancer. That's right. We're joined by our colleague, Jordan Sherman. Jordan, you got to be that proverbial fly on the wall for an incredibly funny, honest, and open conversation with an amazing group of men who are part of a group of LCFA patient advocates. What'd you learn from this group of guys? That's right. I learned that guys do want and need to share their feelings about the challenges of living with lung cancer. They talk about the strength they draw from the most fundamental relationships in their lives, especially these guys, Frank McKenna, AJ Patel, and James Hyder, all guys living with lung cancer who are first and foremost husbands and fathers. They talked about sharing their lung cancer diagnosis with their kids and how those relationships helped change their perception of being diagnosed with lung cancer. Right at the time I was diagnosed, um, my car's transmission died. And to fix the transmission cost more than what the car was worth. And my two sons came to me and said, you know, we've always wanted to buy you a car. And this is the time to do it. We want to buy you a new car. And go out, you know, my one son lived in California. He came home. My other son lived with me. They got together, said, we're going to buy your car. We'll take you around. Get what you want. My thought at the time was, well, I'm going to get something that my wife likes because I'm not going to be around here that long. So 
she's going to take over the car. So let me get something that she likes. And she said, no way in heck are you doing that. You get what you want because you're not going anywhere. And my sons and I went out. Um, we got a car that I just had the 90,000 mile service on. So it's been almost five years. And, you know, that was the best advice I got. Live your life. Don't say, oh, you may not be here. You may not do this. And my sons were so instrumental in saying, this is what we've always wanted to do for you. And they didn't know how much time they would have to do these things, but they did them from the beginning. And that just helped, you know, propel through the whole journey of everybody saying, you're not going anywhere. You're going to stay here. You're going to fight this and you're going to get what you want because this is what you need to do. So that was, the, you know, they came together, which, you know, I couldn't, couldn't believe at the time, but it was just so inspiring to me to know that I had that effect on them that they wanted to give back to me and, and, you know, make their dreams and, and wishes come true with the little time that we had. And here we are five years later and I have no plans on going anywhere. Okay, Jordan, it's clear. This is going to be a three tissue episode. You really got into some vulnerable territory in this discussion. We absolutely did. In talking about lung cancer, there's no way around tough conversations. But AJ Patel talks about how communicating honestly about these issues with his kids helps them work through their own feelings about his diagnosis. As a guy, I'm more sensitive to things. I now am more open to family members and others talking to them and sharing my emotions and feelings, something which I kind of reserved and never really talked about because I thought, hey, well, yeah, I'm supposed to be the head of the household. What am I going to do being vulnerable? But now I realize that vulnerability leads to discussions and dialogues. And it's not necessarily always an outcome that we're, well, now we feel better. And, and as a guy, if you don't share these emotions and concerns with your loved ones, maybe your spouse, maybe your partner, maybe your children, that other outer family members, they struggle because they can't help. That's what's so striking about this conversation. These guys talk about how living with lung cancer actually deepens their relationships with their kids. That's what James says. His kids are a little bit older, both out of college and starting their own lives. And he says lung cancer makes them work harder to maintain an emotional connection despite their physical distance. It's definitely brought us closer together. Um, I, I think we were already really tight. Uh, we had a great relationship with uh, both of my children. Because I traveled so much for work, we already had a pattern of talking on the phone uh, basically every day. When they went off to college, we curtailed that a little, but I still talked to them a lot more than my friends who had kids off to college. And um, with the diagnosis kind of adding a sense of, I don't know if it's a sense of urgency or just a sense of uh, this is important. And while we don't talk about it, it's not something even any of us dwell about. Um, it, it's something that I know they know and um, uh, that we're able to, um, you know, enjoy the time that we have and make the most of that. Um, and my son is actually on his way. He's moving to Seattle. This was a tough move. I mean, my son is one of my best friends in the whole wide world. Uh, and he's uh, uh, actually on a cross-country adventure right now, uh, climbing mountains in, in the Rockies on his way out to, to move uh, permanently to Seattle. Um, but both of us, you know, it was tough when he first told me that that was his plan. 
but both of us, I think, came to the, the realization that um, our relationship's solid and it can continue to be solid even with uh, the entire continental United States between us um, with the ability to travel and stay connected and um, you know, really not feel like we're losing a lot even though um, it's tough when, you know, when your children move away regardless of a diagnosis, but especially when you feel like your days might be a little bit more um, limited than they would be otherwise perhaps. Maintaining that connection as your kids grow and take flight, I know how important that is. Jordan, we hear from the patient advocates about how the parent-child relationship sometimes changes after a diagnosis. That's something Frank McKenna brought up as he talks about how he and his oldest son settled into a different type of conversation after his diagnosis. So we kind of had that mature relationship, but it, it kind of was a was a man-to-man, you know, um, good relationship because it wasn't as much father-son as it was, you know, two men that, you know, went through a lot together and grew up together, you know, and everything like that. So it seemed like it was a really good um, adult relationship that you kind of shared. You didn't go into a lot of, you know, you didn't talk about the fear, you know, what are the statistics? How long do I have to live? Different things like that. It was just like, these are the things we're going to do. We're going to continue to go to concerts. We're going to continue to go to events together. We're going to continue to do things. And in fact, my, my son, you, you know, who had lived at home with me when I was diagnosed is now married. He's going to have a family of his own. And it's just that, you know, you, you kind of grew through that together and just had that we're in this, we're going to live, you know, as AJ say, you don't, you're not promised tomorrow, but if you have today, let's live today. And, and, you know, I, I have a, a saying that says win the day. It's like, when I get up every morning, let's win the day because you're not guaranteed another day, but you can do the best you can with the one that you have. So, you know, whether that's family, whether that's individually, whatever you, you go out and you try to, you try to make a difference in this world and, and you're not guaranteed anything but if you're guaranteed right now, make a difference right now. Frank brings up making a difference. That's the reason all three of these guys agreed to share their very personal stories. Absolutely. That's something I heard from all of them, including AJ Patel, whose daughters are a bit younger. He takes a philosophical approach to sharing his experience of living with lung cancer as part of his lung cancer patient advocacy work, both with his kids and with newly diagnosed patients. But if you've got more older children, it's really important for, for people like me uh, to open up to the children and say, hey, you know, this is life. And try to work through the, the fundamental philosophy of life, which is, you know, we're born, we're going to pass away. Um, the order of business is typically the older you are, the sooner you will pass away. And the younger generation will fill in but it, life doesn't always give you that opportunity. And so these are beautiful opportunities to talk to children, talk to older children, show them that, yes, this is a very dangerous disease. It, there's no cure for it presently. But, you know, we've turned the corner. Look at each one of us. We've been diagnosed so many years ago. When I was diagnosed, I was told, you probably won't survive more than six months. And, you know, here I am eight years later, and, you know, I don't care about whether I survive for tomorrow or not. I only care that I'm here right now. And whatever, I, when I'm here right now, I'll do whatever I want to do, which is advocate for lung cancer, advocate for research, do my own work, um, 
and live a life. And if tomorrow the sun rises and I happen to be in it, oh boy, it's going to be a beautiful day. Smile, take a deep breath and say, what else can we do today? And I, I think that's, those are the important traits that I've learned in the eight-year journey uh, from a guy's side. I can tell you both, this was a really special conversation for me to have with Frank, AJ, and James, as they shared how their kids helped motivate them to learn how to live with lung cancer, sometimes in unexpected ways. Thank you so much for these insights, Jordan. And you're not done yet. Nope. Up next, a conversation with LCFA's executive director on why this conversation is so important to him personally. Are you enjoying the Hope With Answers Living With Lung Cancer podcast? Consider making a donation to help LCFA produce this resource for patients or anyone seeking answers, hope, and access to updated treatment information, scientific investigation, and clinical trials. Just text LCF America to 41444 to join in this important fight. LCFA was founded by three people whose lives are affected by lung cancer. LCFA's executive director, Jim Baranski, also has a personal connection. Jim is an expert at efficiently steering LCFA to achieve its mission of funding cutting edge research and outreach to people affected by lung cancer. But he also has his own lung cancer story. That's right. He understands the experience of so many families affected by the leading cancer killer in the United States and the need for both men and women to be involved in the lung cancer patient advocacy. Jim, we talk about terms like lung cancer patient advocacy, and it all sounds so clinical, um, but what is patient advocacy and why does LCFA work so hard to support patient advocates and their stories? Yeah, that's, um, that's a big question. <laughs> um, you know, for years and years, lung cancer has, has not really had many heroes, mainly because if you've been diagnosed with lung cancer, um, your chances of living a long life were pretty abysmal. So um, because of that, living with lung cancer really was kind of preparing for, for the end. And uh, it really hasn't been until really the last decade where we have now tools in the toolbox. We have treatments, um, thanks to research, that uh, are enabling and empowering lung cancer patients to live, truly live with lung cancer, um, and enjoy their lives. So we now have hero, heroes and champions in lung cancer. And yeah, so for us to advocate, not only for and champion for those patients, but also to continue research, we believe is critical. So this really is the first time where, you know, as you pointed out just a second ago, in the last decade that, you know, these folks who are living with lung cancer get a chance to kind of tell their story, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
Yeah, and, and when you think about other diseases, other cancers, you know, no disease is, is a good disease, no cancer is a good cancer, but to be able to have people living with their condition and being able to be a, a champion of um, what research has provided and enabled them uh, is just so valuable and so important, and it provides hope. Um, to those living with those conditions, and in our case, with lung cancer. So, you know, you and I are both sports fans. Uh, when we get together, I mean, geez, the last time would have been the patient advocate workshop um, two years ago. <laughs> um, but, you know, we were chatting weather, because you're a sailor, I'm a meteorologist, you know, talking Wisconsin Badgers football, of course, we couldn't have a conversation about that. Um, but, you know, a lot of the guy stuff that we talk about, um, isn't necessarily, you know, the touchy-feely kind of stuff. It's not, you know, what we're feeling inside or what we're scared of, what we hope for. It's just not usually what we do. <laughs> um, so how does a conversation like this one, you know, hopefully change the game for guys living with lung cancer? Yeah, so you're absolutely right, Jordan. Um, guys don't like to talk about, about themselves when it comes to issues that can be um, very personal, very sensitive, and oftentimes um, things that frighten us. You know, I, uh, we're best known for Grin and Barrett, and um, you know, if it doesn't hurt, don't fix it. Uh, so, you know, this podcast um, where guys, have a place that's safe to talk to one another and share with one another their experiences living with lung cancer, you know, I, we hope will be a bit magical and, and, and also uh, hopefully allow those listening to the podcast that, you know what, it's okay to let your guard down. In fact, in fact, when you get done having the conversation and sharing with another man um, what's really going on in your life, chances are you're going to come out the other side stronger. So, yeah, I, you know, uh, that's our hope. You know, another part of living with lung cancer or sharing a life with somebody who's living with lung cancer is how prevalent it is, but how little it's talked about. So how does your background help you in your work as LCFA's executive director? Yeah, so, you know, I, I guess I witnessed firsthand um, the stigma that so often is associated with lung cancer. Uh, and what I mean by that is, is my father was, was diagnosed with lung cancer um, and died shortly after that. And he was diagnosed in, in late 2006, and in 2007, he had passed away. And, and he, had had a, he had had small cell lung cancer, which is known to be a very, very aggressive cancer. And so, yeah, I saw firsthand the stigma that was, you know, I, there was a point where I wouldn't even share with other people, you know, kind of going back to the guy thing. Um, that my father was diagnosed with lung cancer because the first question that they would ask me is, oh, did your dad smoke? 
that always came even before they'd ask, oh, well, how old is he? You know, everybody always asked that one. So, um, yeah, I had I had a firsthand look at um, what that stigma can do, not only to the patient, but also to the family and the caregivers supporting that patient. Um, and again, this was back in 2007, and a lot has changed, thankfully, since then. But uh, getting back to your question, so that was that was what introduced me into this whole world of lung cancer and um, some of the challenges and barriers that, that face it. Jordan, we're so glad you joined us for today's episode, and we're so grateful these dads were open to sharing their stories about how they're connecting with their kids as they learn to live with lung cancer. It was my pleasure, and I hope the conversation inspires other guys living with lung cancer to get in touch with a patient advocate or become one themselves. And thank you to Frank McKenna, AJ Patel, James Heider, and LCFA Executive Director Jim Baranski for joining us today on the Hope With Answers Living With Lung Cancer podcast. Join us again next time. Make sure to subscribe to the Hope With Answers Living With Lung Cancer podcast. You'll be notified every time a new episode is available. So visit us online at lcfamerica.org where you can find more information about the latest in lung cancer research, new treatments, and more. You can also join the conversation with LCFA on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.